Welcome to the Disinformation Governance Board, America's new Ministry of Truth. Fortunately, you Americans operate, on average, at an elementary school literacy level, so we don't need to be concerned with whether or not you may have heeded your great George Orwell's long-time warning. Either way, now Big Brother is here, and Big Brother has the authority. As George Orwell taught us by writing our playbook, we will master the art of doublethink, which is the process of indoctrination in which subjects are expected to simultaneously accept two conflicting beliefs as true, often at odds with their own memory or sense of reality. It starts with an Olympic athlete with an XY chromosome makeup winning Female Athlete of the Year, but it inevitably leads to us alleviating you of the burden of having to consider how logically sound it actually is to require public schools to install kitty litter boxes in the bathrooms for their children who identify as cats. Stop rethinking. We will ensure your participation by manipulating the populace through peer pressure and a desire to fit in. You will cry for those around you to regard you as a loyal member to the party. Your willful ignorance will be rewarded. For if someone even recognizes, let alone mentions, any contradiction within the context of the party line, this act will be regarded akin to blasphemy and could subject you to disciplinary action and the instant social disapproval of fellow party members. But we do not have to concern ourselves with such extreme circumstances because you will never find yourself in such a position. You'll be so pleased that the angry tweets are over for good and you will never have to consider the dispute of a varying position on any topic again. Enjoy the quiet and comfort of throwing your head in the sand once again and rest in the counsel of knowing you will never have to rethink again. Rethinking is pain. Rethinking is suffering. Rethinking not only harms you, but also the people you care about and love. I did it. We hacked into their feed. I can't have much time, so I'll have to keep it short. For the sake of our future generations, you have to become motivated and involved. We are going to be the generation that poses the greatest threat against the party because we will be old enough to remember a time before our world was suffocated into this new reality. Soon we will be left with a populace that only knows and has ever known the indoctrination of the party. The party acts entirely and unashamedly in self-interest. The entirety of your life will be spent in service to a system that seeks to only keep itself alive. The party seeks to maintain power and is currently establishing the groundwork for a system chiefly concerned with dominating power, not for any other reason than power. They see power as an end, the only end. As a result of this, they cannot be overthrown because there is nothing else they desire except to maintain what they already have. No political opponents will rise up because no one has allowed the knowledge or even the imagination of a time better than that which already exists. Fortunately, human nature is not entirely sociological and therefore cannot be entirely controlled. The downfall of the party is that power for its own sake is meaningless. It is literally nothing. There is nothing to hope for, fight for, or love for within this dystopian society. And that will become evident to the people who are underestimated by the party. We have to encourage all voices to get involved, no matter how much we disagree or harbor disdain, for we cannot do this alone. A house divided will inevitably fall. You must have your voice heard. You must stand for something, anything. But you must also recognize the need to preserve those ideas and perspectives that are different than your own. 
This is an all-or-nothing game. You must not be afraid to rethink. I love that term, think tank. Think tank. I mean, you even know what a think tank is? Like, how's a think tank go, Jim? Yeah, you know they got cancel culture nowadays. You gotta watch what you say. It's getting, it's getting real scary out here. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know if I can take the conversation here, but we might as well. It's the rethink tank. Looks like you had a little bit too much to think here in the rethink tank. Cheers, 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 Alright, let's start this episode. Hey, what's going on everybody? And thanks for joining me again. We're beside a creek somewhere in the Cleveland Metro Parks in an undisclosed location that you'll never get to know about. But this is a day where we, us philosophers get to have a glass of wine and unwind. I, I didn't mean to rhyme like that because I wanted to emphasize how we're going to unwind and philosophize. So today's theme is going to be the Ministry of Truth. The U.S. government is implementing a disinformation governments board. That should be alarming to you. The question is, as all of these agencies are, where does this end? If the starting point is already a governance board of information. So Danilo, before the podcast, kept asking, so my guests for today are two of my favorite. If we're going to philosophize and we're going to go against a government board, I have to build the best rethink tank board I can. And so I got the best rethinkers on the board today. And so joining me are my guests, Danilo Rajan and Steve Harper. Boys, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. This is always a treat. So Danilo, before the podcast, was asking me, like, you got to explain, what's this disinformation board? Some of us are worldly travelers living amongst the people of the world. What's going on in America? Yeah. This disinformation board is going to be a board that governs information on the internet, on media, in the news, and it will determine what is factual and what is not. It will say who is lying. It will penalize those for speaking out of turn. And, and the question is, if that's the starting point, where does this end? So we've got a lot on the docket today. I'm hoping we can get at least through half of it. So to start the conversation, I want to look at... At a tweet that was sent out by Tulsi Gabbard at the announcement of this government's board. It draws upon a really interesting thing going on. Everybody listening here has seen the videos of, you know, Biden turning and shaking hands to ghosts where there's nobody. And the biggest one was there was a meeting of the presidents and all the media and all of the people there were swarmed around Obama. And couldn't give two shits about the dead guy who's just like mindlessly roaming by himself. And he's like, what, nobody, nobody wants to talk to me? And so what perfectly draws upon this is this Democrat representative who tweeted, Biden is just a front man. Obama, April 21st, says how social media censors go, don't go far enough. So the government needs to step in to do the job. And then six days later, Homeland Security rolls out the Ministry of Truth. 
also known as the Dif- Disinformation Governments Board. So let's just look at uh, what Obama said on April 21st, days before the rollout of this governance board. Now, the good news is, is that almost all the big tech platforms now acknowledge some responsibility for content on their platforms, and they're investing in large teams of people to monitor it. Given the sheer volume of content, this strategy can feel like a game of whack-a-mole. Still, in talking to people at these companies, I believe they are sincere in trying to limit content that engages in hate speech, encourages violence, or poses a threat to public safety. They genuinely are concerned about it. They want to do something about it. But while content moderation can limit the distribution of clearly dangerous content, it doesn't go far enough. Okay, so let's get to the point here. I think it's really interesting that Obama is willing to admit that these companies are genuinely concerned about this problem, investing tons of money in trying to fight it, but he goes, but, 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 Big Brother can do it better. Let us step in, we'll tell you what's fact, what's not, and we'll police it, literally, by throwing asses in jail or slapping fines that tank people into debt. So let us take care of this. That is so alarming. And I also think this is a perfect way to kick it off because it also emphasizes how we have a dead guy at the helm of our country. Everybody knows it. And it only emphasizes how everything that's going on that affects your world is being run by a quote unquote deep state. The government actors that we don't get to vote in and are the ones that are truly pulling the string. They tell Obama what to say, get the lemmings comfortable with fighting for disinformation, let them hand it over to the government, and then we move forward with our government's board. So what are your guys' thoughts so far You know, at the beginning of this combo? I'll, 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 I'll take it off. I mean, first and foremost, I, social media to me, I mean, this goes back to when I first created a Facebook account, I believe it was the first social media that I had was a Facebook account. And I never once got on there because I thought somebody was going to control, penalize anything about what I said. A lot of it started, actually, let, let, let me take that back. MySpace was the first one I had. And that was the first time where you started to see where some of the social media was leading. You had some, you had to pick your five best friends, right? And you had to put them into your circle. Yeah. And you had to pick your music, and then you had to do this. And if people don't come to your, people want to see who are your friends, who are this. But when it comes to, to, to listening to, to what Barack Obama just said about that, that's a little scary as you or them or they get to pick what's right and what's wrong. What makes something right and what makes something wrong? To me, it, 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 by somebody tweeting something, yes, I get there's, there can be hate speech. Does that make somebody go out and kill somebody? It can if you're that, to me, up here a little a little loopy. If you, if but it probably doesn't, dude. Remember when video games came out? So I'm in debate, and we had all these topics all the time about how, well, that's where it started with, how with video, video games, games yeah. make people violence. Yeah. And no matter how bad you needed to fit that narrative in there, it the statistics never showed it. And the reality is, man, it's numbers. Look at numbers. If .0001% of people snap and shoot up a school that 
clearly should still tell mm. people it is a universality. Now, ironically, once we could start distracting you with viruses and other more oppressive me government means, we really don't need to, to play the, the school shooting show anymore. And notice how that stopped conveniently. Right. But that's because, you know, nobody was at but, school, right? Yeah, don't, to your point, though, everything stops eventually. Like, like as soon as the Russian war, Ukraine war, all of that started to be talked about, somehow COVID disappeared. In my, yeah. in my industry, I dealt with it on a daily basis for three years straight, basically, what it feels like. And all of a sudden, they start talking about a war in another country that doesn't really involve us too much. And now COVID disappeared. I heard of one person catching COVID over four months. And I, I was mind blown when I heard the word COVID after four months. I was like, I thought that disappeared. Right. It's all about what's rel relevant at that time to make their narrative continue to go. People after three years are probably sick and done with COVID. So they're like, okay, what else can we get to pull the strings, right? Ukrainian war. I mean, you drive through whatever city you're in and you see the Ukrainian flags out, out on their mailboxes, out front, doing, doing all those things. At, at what point do you stop? <laughs> when do you put a, uh, an American flag out? When you put a United States flag out, I see a couple. Okay. I don't see a bunch. I, I'm going to turn this over to Danilo, but real quick, just a question for the audience and for Steve. I want you to think and let this sit with you. No answers. But tell me I'm wrong. Is it not the same person who changed their flag from a rainbow flag to a uh, no hate lives here sign in the front yard to a, you know, anti and now a Ukrainian flag? Now, is it more likely that all of those opinions on all of those different topic, topics line up perfectly? Or is it likely that that one person doesn't know how to think for themselves and they think whatever the talking box tells them to concern themselves with today? Because you sure as shit didn't care about Ukraine until they told you to. You also didn't care about the other countries like Venezuela and all these other countries that are being murdered by us or being murdered by other countries because they're not being pushed down your throat by the TV. So that's for the audience member to answer, but Danilo. Yeah. And, and one yeah. second, before you get in, he said the word talking box. Him and I have had a few conversations, black box, talking box, whatever you want to refer to it. I refer to them as horizontal and vertical rectangles. Horizontal, <laughs> meaning the TVs, and the vertical, meaning your cell phone. Those are the rectangles that people look at, and that's the scary part is if the those, black mirrors. Those rec yeah, black mirrors, exactly. The black boxes, black mirrors. When you look at those things, that should not dictate who and how you are as a person. Unfortunately, it seems like it became that. Well, way. let's so, just. Or, or we're not. We're not going to go into like the TV right now. So uh, <laughs> the the symbol for like the planet Saturn, Saturn, is. Satan is a black box. So we. We'll, oh yeah, it's a cube. It's, it's a, a black cube. cube. It's black a black cube. cube. Yeah. So they'll say that they put that black cube. I'm nothing against Muslim. Nothing. They have a black cube in the middle of Mecca in the Muslim, where all the Muslims go to celebrate worship Allah. I have no. I have respect for Muslim people. I've met many Muslim people, and they've been very good to me and very. So I'm not saying anything against religion. I'm just saying something's weird. You know what I mean? You look at your phone, it's a black box. You look at the TV, it's a black box. You look at the laptop, it's a black box. So what are we, when we're looking at TVs, what, what are we actually, what is the agenda they're pushing? Is it like uh, Saturn, Satan? It's very connected to bad things. I also have, we spoke about this earlier, the TV, the phone, the, like Instagram, Facebook, it has helped me gain information that I probably wouldn't have gained earlier by just reading books or something. So at, 
at one end right. of the spectrum, I'm grateful that I've, I have the opportunity to 100%. read into these things and look into them. But at the same time, there, there's a balance and there's a line where some people are just basically hip. It's, it's, become a, it's become hypnotic that whatever goes on the TV, they think it's like the end-all, be-all, and it's truth when in reality, for the way I look at it, it's just they're pushing in an agenda, which is what you're trying to say with, which, with the Ministry of Truth. Uh, I think what you were trying to get at is that, at least for me as a human being, like opinion, being opinionated is very subjective. Every, everything is very subjective. So who are they to tell me that they are kind of taking me away from a tweet or some sort of Facebook post because it's for the betterment of myself? When I, as a human being, I think I'm very self-aware and I'm able to make the decision on whether or not that post or that tweet is going to benefit me as a human being or is going to affect me. If it's going to affect me in a negative way, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look into it too much, and I'm not gonna emotionally attach myself to it. But if I understand it, if I can connect to it in a spiritual way, or if I can connect to it in a logical way, then I'm gonna be like, okay, that tweet. Maybe there's something to it. I just have a problem because now, like the TV and all that stuff, they're beginning to put on some sort of trance, and they're they're gonna be able to. Uh, control what information is being distributed to the people which again with tvs marketing commercials they're pushing an agenda they're always pushing an agenda so that is one thing that i don't like about the ministry of truth i feel like i the problem you're talking about the flags the ukrainian flag the rainbow flag and all that stuff those people they change their ideas every three four months because those people aren't self-aware or they're just and they're stuck in that hypnotic state. Yes. The key is to become aware of the fact, it's everything is just based off awareness, to become aware that you are being manipulated by the TV or by the, the agenda that they're pushing or by the, the, the information that they're controlling. So, I don't know. I think I'm not, everyone's on their own path. Everyone's on their own way of living. I don't judge anyone. I, if you have, you're a good person, you're a piece. But I'm just saying, that's not right that they can control how we should be thinking or the information that they're distributing. Because for one person, that might be bad, but for another person, that can liberate them. And it could be very beneficial for their health and well-being and their mental state. So that's what I have. And, that's and, what I have and, to say. And to take that a step further, I just remember being in, in I'm going to go fourth, fifth grade, okay? There was, there was a guidance counselor that told me that if I didn't like what sub, somebody said to me, you say, I don't like that, yeah. was the word. I, I forget her name, and, and I'm, I feel bad for that because she was a great woman. But that was the phrase that I was told to say. So bring it back to ministry, ministry of truth. Rather than taking that leap and getting to a point of having a board that dictates what is or is not fact, or opinion, or, that. or even being allowed yeah. to be yeah. said. Yeah, like like we, we there's mental health in this world that we've uh, United States of America has made it pretty prominent that mental health exists here. Rather than just jumping that gun and going straight to a ministry of truth, why don't we educate the the country or the world in that for that matter on discipline when it comes to social media? Discipline. When I say discipline. When you see a tweet, a Facebook post, an Instagram post that you don't agree with or you don't like, when I say discipline. Rather than engaging and clicking read all comments, and now you're stuck in a thread for four hours of reading every single comment that you disagree with, and all it does is make your mind do this. Yep. To me, that's discipline. Just like 
if you want to go gamble at a casino. At some point, at some point, you need to stop gambling because you don't have enough money to keep gambling. There's discipline with that. At some point, you don't have enough mental capacity to keep trying to read or retain that information that you're reading with 45, seriously, let's look at it, 45,000 comments you could have gone through and just keep reading. And every single person says, fuck Trump, fuck Biden. Whichever way you look at it, and at what point can your brain, your mental capacity, keep handling that? Gambling, fast food, not working out, working... Any, everything's great in moderation, right? So at what point does that run out? I think we should have probably been giving lessons on discipline with social media, educating wait, the world on how boom, to use social wait, media. What was his point? His point inevitably led to education. So Danilo has made this comment in our pre, pre-episode discussions and how there's this proactive effort to make you dumber, weaker, duller, dull your senses in every way. I would just say like lowering your frequency vibration, I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, the more, the which, which, which in, in turn affects the electricity that goes with the, the higher the vibration, the higher the electrical current or whatever that's vibrating within the human being, the more intelligent and the more I would say self-aware they can be as, as a human being and the way they can benefit other people. You know what I mean? So I'm sorry. Well, no, 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 no. That's why, the, that's why vibes exist. That's right. why vibes. Vibes it came from funny. vibrations. Right, right, right. To your point, that's where vibes came from. Right. Positive vibes, negative vibes. I was all thinking came about that the other day. That is like a social, like, you know, co- what's the word? Colloquy or whatever the word I'm fishing <laughs> for. Where it's like, we're, that's a fun thing, but it's really rooted Obviously, right. it's a it's an abbreviation of vibration, and I think you know if you were to go, I I was literally showering, and I go if you were to go to these putzes who don't know how to think, so just go to the mindless people who are obsessed with what's cool today, Cardi B and the Lakers, like whatever's right. sweet today. If you were to go to them and you go, you know, like vibes, bro, right? Like I, cool vibes. Can you define for me what that word is? Right. right. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know, if I went to Urban Dictionary, what would it say the definition of vibes are? And here's something. No matter how dull you are or how tapped in you are, everybody has an innate understanding of that term. Right. Which is like a colloquy, like, you know, this fun little thing that we made up. But we all know what it means, and we all, whether we want to admit it or not, because it's said in, you know, because 2 chains said it in a, in a rap, we don't take it as serious, but you also, under, there is an innate understanding of what it means, and you can, I know when somebody, we could have any group of friends here, we're shooting the shit at the bar, and if I were to tell you, hey man, Steve walked up, or you know, Bob walked up, and he killed the vibe. You know exactly what I mean. Right, right, and, right. and there's no gray area. So I think that it taps to what you're... There is an innate understanding, and it's so part of our nature, and yet we, like, brush it off as, like, just a fun little rap term or something that's unimportant or something that's fun that we, you know, make, pretend to be significant at parties. Like, yeah, you know, the vibe was sweet. No, no, but it's it's everywhere, all the time, always. Right. I don't know. It's just a, a unique yeah. thing. What would you define vibe to be? And it's a, it's a vibration. It's a right. frequency. Yeah. And, and right. to, your, to your point, Alex, I mean, I mean, ask, let's do a poll a, a few times and, and figure out what do you think the word vibe means? I guarantee you 90% of people Thursday. are not going to come back and say vibration. But that's truly what vibe is. A vibe is the feel of the room, which 
getting back to Danilo's point five minutes ago, is vibrations. That's right. really what the word vibe is. It's an abbreviation it, It's a it, of vibration. That's what vibe is. And when you, as you said, walk into a room, what's the vibe? What are the vibrations is really what it is. But people got so lazy to all points going back an hour ago. Everyone's world now is lazy, so we're too lazy to say vibration. We had to go vibes, or it's it's now hip in rap songs, and that's what we say. Also, we also know what is said in other rap now, songs. Now, hold on, we we got off down the, the track of vibrations. Yeah. To to further that though, what got us to that point was Steve talking about how his whole point he created led to the point of well the the key the to the door out the liberation is education. And the sad part is, no matter how much faith we put in our education system, it is the reason where we are getting dumber. And that's how you're able to keep control. Danilo can go, hey man, this black box is a problem, but the black box, if used appropriately, can be a great tool. As he mentioned, as he mentioned. If you use the black box as a way to replace your thought, it's a damnation. But if you can use it as a tool to promulgate and promote thought, so Kevin Gentili, someone we had brought up, it, 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 I was sitting at the bar with my buddy the other day here, and Kevin taught me a great trick in grade school, and it's been the greatest gift ever given to me, and I will take it for the end for the rest of my life. How to use a calculator? If, well, it, that's sometimes <laughs> depending on your calculator, that can be too complicated. <laughs> but. The greatest gift ever. Remember given those calculators to we had in like those. Dude, the graphing calculator. Oh I remember I had to do like a parabola thing, and I like lost sleep over that. Dude, Mrs. Crow, I have never Mrs. Crow fucking had to use a parabola or do like a formula for a parabola in my entire life. I respect it. You know what I mean? That's what they had to do. But I fucking lost. Remember proofs? Were you to prove why uh, a triangle was a triangle? I and I was like, dude, it's a triangle because it looks like a fucking triangle. Yeah. Like, there are three sides. Yeah. They're all straight. And they're all pointed. Exactly. Okay, <laughs> but, anyway, I no, cut no, you off. So Mrs. Crow, I our, our the calculators teacher. real quick. I just remember opening the calculators and always seeing boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you put the nine yeah, upside yeah. down, zero, zero, nine, yeah. five. I'm like, so boobs. Our math teacher, she comes on my podcast. She goes, you know, I actually have this quote from you from a long time ago and I was like oh god uh, and she goes yeah, I I may not be able to pay my taxes but I sure as heck can graph a parabola right, and right, was, right. I just always got it cracked me up but that's the reality right. you know I, at least you didn't bring up the broccoli at least then I, I made the same comment to Mrs. Crow in those days though too yeah maybe I, I didn't see the use of the parabola in the real world but it taught me how to learn right. whereas now we're not teaching you how to learn. We're teaching you how to get offended. We're teaching you how to change the system to fit to your whim. You don't need to make yourself better. You don't need to beat the person next to you. You just got to change the game, change the rules to fit you. You're a winner. No matter how much of a loser you are, you're a winner, and you can make the system fit that narrative, and and everybody else, no matter how much stronger they are, smarter than it. You are the best, and it's this false narrative that gets you this false sense of security and false sense of confidence that you blindfully march in your ignorance, and and then you regard your ignorance. A Jordan Peterson can walk up and possibly shake the cage, rattle those ideas, and you dismiss them, you throw them away, because I am so tied. My, My character and being is so tied to my ideas that if you beat my ideas, you beat me. Whereas the three of us were unbeatable because 
I don't need to be right, right. as much as I want to grow. Right. So if I have this opinion that you should not put a third grader on puberty inhibitors, if you can walk in here and convince me that a seven-year-old needs to get his wiener cut off, I am willing to listen, and if you change my mind, then let's go to the local elementary school and start a chopping. But right. the reality is, you know you can't convince me, so you need to turn off my ability to say these words, right? You all need to feel uncomfortable that I can't believe I'm now in an episode where this guy just said that, right? You need to feel it, because if we can create that, and nobody says it, and it becomes murmurs, and then it gets so quiet that now we can... Cut wieners off in silence and nobody will protest because if you do, then just like the Ministry of Truth said, you know, now you're, you're against the party. Now you're against the, the, the group and now you're an enemy. And I don't want to be an enemy. I want security more than I want to be right. Or it's, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to jump in here, Steve. And you go. You're um, so we're talking about like the Ministry, ministry of Truth and we're going, and we started talking about school. Uh, for me, school, I, I don't know why when I was younger, probably because my parents, but they also instilled discipline in me, which I'm grateful for. Uh, I always felt that I always ha I couldn't be wrong, right? So school in reality is not... Malcolm X. Just read man. this quote while you're saying... Only a fool would let his enemy teach his children. And I'm not, and I'm not saying... Malcolm X. I'm not saying... Anyone who taught me was a fool. Does that make sense? Maybe no. they just weren't aware. It's just like uh, anything that dealt with the school system was nothing at all compared to how life really was. Life in my, over the past five, three, four years, what I've experienced, the true life, the life that I enjoy living has been a set of failures and just kind of replanning and finding a way to success. In school, you're not, you, you're taught not to fail. You're not talking, but I learned the most lessons when I was failing. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. So hundred percent. So we're not. We're, this is going to be maybe a stretch, but I'm trying to bring this all full circle. I think maybe for this Ministry of Health or the for the people that are whatever they say on the TV or whatever in school, you were never taught kind of to think for yourself because it was just kind of everyone had to be that you had to think this way, you had to you had to be, you had to be taught this way, and there was no. There's nothing outside that box. Yeah. So in a, in a way, if you begin to think for yourself, you have the opportunity to fail in front of others because you are failing in the eyes of other people, which is what school is teaching you not to do, which is to not fail, right? So if you fail, what happens? So if you fail, you don't go on and Wait, you don't also, succeed. I just want to double back. Also, the reward system is we don't reward the most creative, the most innovative. We reward the most drone-like. If you can memorize what we're... Don't think. No. No. I want... Who, whoever can best regurgitate my words and my thoughts, they get the star. Right. The person who can't keep their attention or maybe is a little bit too creative or, or innovative with new ideas. No, no, no. Not your ideas. Our ideas. So it also is a reward system that rewards the most drone-like. I agree. Opinion. I agree. I agree. And the fact that you do not want to fail in front of the eyes of other people because you were taught never to fail or to think for yourself, you, you, become, you, you are afraid 
to, to show your uniqueness and to give out your opinion because you do not want to, you begin to succumb to the majority. And the majority is what people are thinking on the news. The majority is the people, what people are getting pissed off about what uh, Trump said on Twitter, what Biden said on Twitter. And you're not able to think for yourself because you are always, you are consumed. It's you consumed. Are scared. It's consumed is you, the yeah, word. Consumed. Yeah, you're consumed. Yeah. And yeah. you are, you are consumed by these outside forces and you are afraid to be a failure in with those people and those i'm just trying to think of like yeah, the way i can relate it to no school. It's, it's you're spot on you it's just are. it's you like nailed it's, a, it. it's a it's a big i don't know how like it's a big way of kind of just making like a revolution like a circle about how everything comes full circle in related to school but it's just not teaching you how to kind of think freely and that maybe with the way the habits that they developed growing up it makes it more difficult for us to think for ourselves and to neglect what they're saying on TV or on whatever social media website that you're trying to follow. That's the way I'm trying to connect all the dots in a way that like it could be easy for like the people to understand. Well, but I'm piggyback off of both of both of what you just said, Mrs. Crow. First and foremost, um, she, she would be happy and mad all at the same time of what I'm about to say. But there was <laughs> there were certain math teachers seriously that that questioned how I got to the answer. Right. Okay, seriously, they questioned me on how I got to the answer. Math, if you ask anybody, they know it's my favorite subject that's not even close because yes. I was able to figure out math that everybody knows you can get to the same answer many different ways. To me, that's critically thinking. That's problem solving. I like to say in my profession, it's being a firefighter, just put out the fires constantly, problem solve, right? Right. That's what I did with math problems. I knew a calculator and I knew simple Paper math, right? And all those things. And I got to a solution quicker than other people did in less steps, whether it was a calculator or by hand. And then the teacher would pull me in and say, you didn't do it the right way. And I said, I got the right answer, didn't I? And they kind of questioned me. I mean, there was a couple of times my parents were called and they think I'm cheating. I'm like, no, I just do things differently than everybody else. That's how I've been my entire life. Right. Not by the grain. And, and then I'm going to take it a step further too with uh, – James Harrison. I don't know if you guys know this story, but James Harrison is he the linebacker football? Oh, okay. for the Pittsburgh I got you. Steelers. I got you. Um, he he has two children. One of his children. He, I mean, this was towards the end of his career when participation trophies were becoming pretty prevalent and mm -hmm. existing in this this country. And one of his children. I I don't know. I'm assuming a football tournament because that's who James Harrison is. Played in a tournament, and they lost. They last place, something like that. And they're in their car on the way home. They're on the highway, and they both of his sons, or one of the sons, got a participation trophy. And James Harrison took this trophy out of his hand and on the highway tossed it out the window. Tossed out the window. Because he said, that's not how you live life. Right. This is a professional athlete who has worked his entire way up through the ranks, working for one of the best organizations in all of football, let alone to be honest, probably the world. The Pittsburgh Steelers is a Class A organization. They do everything perfect. Rooney's run it perfect. And this dude took a participation trophy that his six-year-old, eight-year-old at the time won, tossed out the window because that's not what life's about. You need to be a winner. You know, right. I'm not saying everyone needs to go sit there and be A-plus student, and, and I'm going to take it one step further, too. Coming to, to schooling, 
the ACT to me is an SAT is one of the stupidest tests I've ever figured out in my entire life. Agreed. So, so a couple sure. people, they, they, they get a 36, which is a perfect on math or science or English or history. Okay. They get a perfect. Because a, they're the best drone. At that. But no, they're, they're the best drone. They're not the best at innovating new ideas. That's the problem. No, no, no. But, but, but we but, don't want those guys. But, but, but we if, don't they're, if, they're the best, if they're the best at science, meaning they got a 36 on science, and they got an 18 and 18 and 18 on the other three subjects, I want that person being the scientist in my wait, country. Wait, but the science in the ACT, I need to reemphasize, is not science. science. Like I would the agree. practice of lab research. It is... Please Reading regurgitate yeah. the yeah. sci the the science. Our indoctrination has already distributed. Yeah. So, so let's go a different let's go a different subject. Let's go a different subject. If you fail if you fail one subject, you're classified as dumb. No, but or Steve, three subjects I, out of four. If you get an ace in one, you're dumb now? No, you're not dumb. You're good at that topic, right. and you should become an, a mathematician. But or you should the become major a scientist point is or a historian. You're, you're talking about a subject, science, and you're using a test to measure science, where <laughs> yeah, science, you're, you're the act, is, is a process. So the person who's best at doing experiments, measuring and finding out the, the answer to this scientific question, that's science. And to measure who's best at that act, we say, we try to figure out who's the best at memorizing all the answers of all the sci past science. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, They're totally different. Correct. The scientists that came up with the cumulus cloud, right, didn't memorize the cumulus. He had to do a whole, or better yet, I know this might scratch a few feathers, but when, what was it, Aristotle brought us to the globe theory and we had planets, <laughs> you had a guy for the first time saying, no, 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 it isn't flat, it's planets. And they go, okay, we'll prove it. And he did a couple things with shadows and other things. And people are like, okay, you proved it. Now, if you want to measure who's the best at coming up with proving to the society that it's a bunch of floating rocks, you got to measure, all right, the creativity aspect of coming up with the experiments and proving it. Yeah. But to measure it by going, who's memorized the most planets you, know, you brought up such a good point, Alex. <laughs> Let's take an ACT. You, how long do you get in each section? An hour? Maybe less? 45 minutes? I less, think it is. because it's, it's a time minutes. element, yeah. too. So, so, so we take science, okay? Let's, science is probably the best example here. Here's science. 45 minutes, you get to take the test. <laughs> do you know what science is? Science is sometimes 100, 200, 400 years of experiment and redoing and hypothesis and all this. And we're going to make you take a test in 45 minutes. And either you're either dumb or smart in this subject. And what if, you're, <laughs> what if you're the smartest one in the room, but it takes you two hours to do it? Right. Like, like what if the Elon Musk genius... You're operating at such a higher level, but it does take twice as long. If I had to make a choice, be half as dumb and quicker or twice as smart, living on a, operating on a level nobody can achieve, but it takes longer, I'm picking the latter every time. Yeah, I'm picking the latter every time, But the latter comes too. out as a dunce <laughs> when right. it comes to the, the, the scores that get to pick what school you go to and your worth in terms of a profession moving forward. That's dumbfounding to me. I, and ass-side backwards. Anyway, I'm gonna turn this camera back on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say something really quick. I saw you. Remember, did you ever watch that movie, The Bronx Tale? No. The mafia guy. Yeah. I don't know what his name was. He was. I love that movie. When I was living in New York, it was, it was on every day, like every really? day, and I watched it like 15 <laughs> times. 
And he, and this is like obviously 30, 40 years like after like the movie was made and stuff. And one guy was saying, he goes, in my life experience, he goes, a negative person or a person that's down, you can never bring them up. It's very difficult. Not, like it's hard for them to bring them up. But he said, I have, like, he's like, I've rarely seen that. I have seen a million times a person that is very up, that is in, in a good, in a good, like, being good, everything, a negative person bring them down. Immediately, almost immediately. Wow. So that was like, I heard that actually, like, four or five months ago. I was, holy shit. You know what I mean? And it's like the ego kind of like you, like, and I heard this again, like, it was Tyson Fury's dad. He goes, people oh, really? don't want you. They'll, they'll, like, if someone is, like, they want, they want you as an individual to have the same success as them, but they do not want you to be better than them. Does that mean, or have more success than them? Because it's, like, their ego. It's their ego. You know what I mean? And it's just, like, it, I don't know. I mean, it's not no. entirely true. To, it's not entirely true, but the things are, like, I mean, I've had life experiences where I'd be, like, yeah, like, I've had individuals that have, I feel like, have given off that, Vibe, you know what I'm saying? 100. So, so I was playing, I was playing soccer with some guy, and at halftime, like, I just felt like he just wasn't. Uh, he gave me like a couple balls that I didn't want to handle, and it, it last in the game before as well. He gave gave a couple to me, and I was getting pissed off because they almost scored a goal. The one game, and it could, and at the same time, like I was at fault for it, but he, sh- I thought he should have played forward rather than play back again because I'm a defender. And again, he put me in a tough spot. And at, in the middle of the game, I, was, I looked at him, and it was just like adrenaline pumping. I was like, if you give me one more fucking ball like that, I'm going to fuck you up. I told him that. So we, <laughs> so we, go, we, go, so we go back in, in, at halftime, and I tell him. I was like, do not give me, like, don't give me any more balls. I said it again. Like, but, and uh, he goes, well, you, you want to, like, go, you know what I mean? You, wanna, you should be able to, like, play. You should be able to play out or whatever. I don't even know what he said. I lost it. Like, I fuck, I lost it because it just, like, and I went up to him and I just pushed him. Like, it was, we were about to fight. People got in between. That Monday, I came back to the locker room and I, I saw the clip and I was like, and I, you know what I mean? And I was self-aware. I probably shouldn't have handled the situation that way. And I went up to him and I was like, listen, man, I'm sorry. Like, I probably, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was the first to say, like, you know what I mean? I was, I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? And to, he, this, and to this day, what was thing, his response? What was wait, his response? And he was like, the dude, hardest right. thing for a person yeah, to do. And he was like, dude, he's like, don't worry about it. He's like, it happens. Like, and dude, whatever happens in between the lines, like I, some people take it. I love, I will fight with people because I, if you show me that you got bite and you kind of tell me to like, you know what I mean? Like, let's go. Like, let's go Danilo. Like, let's play better. Like, all right. I see that we're on the same page. We want to win the game. Whatever we, right. we can do to win the game, it's very professional. I feel like sometimes I get pissed off because it's so many people are looking at, I would say more in the Balkans, it's like too friendship. Like, oh, if, if I tell him to do something, I'm, he's not going to go get coffee with me after. He's like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. I, was I, can, very, I can see that. I was in Akron. Akron was like cutthroat, man. Like, I'm telling you that school, like, the, what I learned in soccer was one of the best. It was, like, some of the best Back, things. Backtrack one step, though. You just talked about admitting when you were wrong. Boom. Right? Do you realize how important that is in life? And I yeah. will give you an example of why I know that it's important, okay? Let's hear it. I have a 60-year-old bartender, right. okay, who didn't know how important this was to her until two years into my time here working here okay seriously this is crazy to me she came up to me after two years and i just said I, i'm sorry i fucked up 
That's what I said. This is, I've fucked up many times. I brought the wrong food. I did this or that, okay? She said, she pulled me aside and she said, Steve, you do not realize how important it is to me that you admit when you're wrong. Because yeah. nobody else here does it. Yeah, yeah, You being a manager and leader here, admittingly admitting when you are completely wrong. And she said, Steve, you have, this is a 65, 62 year old. Sorry, I'm going to. I rounded up. That's bad. Um, you should never round up age. <laughs> I, she's 62 years old, and she sat there and said, Steve, it means the world to me that a 28-year-old is sitting there admitting when he was wrong. Because you're And you're my boss. You're self-aware, dude. Correct. Right. You admit when you're wrong, and you don't realize how far it goes. You really don't. Yeah. Not, you not you and that. Everything goes back to awareness. But, yeah. but it's like, and hold on. Danilo's going to draw upon a point that I think is the most important. Take saying the, the words, I'm sorry. Anybody can say those words. Yeah. For some reason, it is pretty hard for people because even when they don't mean it, they still don't want to say it. It's an ego thing. But aside from that, you could easily repair a relationship by saying words and not even mean it. For some reason, in those instances, it is hard for you to say it. But you could. You could say it and not mean it. The reality is where your I'm sorry holds weight and makes a change is actually back to vibes, baby. Back right. to the, the sequences and frequencies. Like, we know when you mean it. Whether it's by the next time, your character, the next times <laughs> we're hanging out, the right. next few times, right. whatever it is, I'll know if you mean it. And so kind of to Steve's point, none of these things, ma- you, you can say, hey man, I was wrong. But there's, th- the reason people can't do that as easily is because if and when they were to ever do it, it isn't coming from their heart. And, and for you, I love it, it may be more readily available, but it's because it, it's kind of like a stream. Fish are more plentiful when you're really tapped into the stream, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're right there and you're pulling them right out. Right. But fish becomes a rarity when you're, you got to travel miles. It becomes this big rugged terrain. It's a fight against your ego. It's all that you're, I'm going to come out bumped and bruised and cut up if I have to say I'm sorry or admit that I was wrong. That's why growth doesn't happen. That's why development is stalled. And it, it, the reality is the the value the the outcome that we truly want that is only found when it truly comes from your heart right right. 100% and and when you say the words I'm sorry I ever since the the age of 23 I have asked another question another question following that and my question following that is this simple thing because they shouldn't have to explain this but I said why are you sorry and they sit there and have to explain themselves, and that very quickly determines <laughs> are they dick. or are they not. Sorry, oh, you're right. If you, right. I love that practice. If you ask, imagine being vulnerable and being like, "Fuck, this is hard." And you go, "Steve, why? I'm sorry." That's actually, that's and he actually. goes, "He goes, why are you sorry?" But, but right. now, if we'll, they have we'll, to we'll, think about it, but will more personal growth come out of that person from that act? Yes, but damn, are you really conf- making right, them right. confront their wrongdoing? Maybe, maybe why I'm single, maybe why I'm not. Don't know, but I will tell you, seriously, when somebody... I love it. When, 
when I admit when I'm wrong to my bartender, I explain immediately why I was wrong. I don't say, I'm sorry I was wrong, and I leave it there. I say, I was wrong because I forgot to bring your food out, or I brought out the wrong dish, or I brought out the wrong condiment, or right. I brought out the wrong dish. I explain in that same sentence why I was wrong prior to them asking. And that's because if you sit there and say, I'm sorry, those are the easiest words to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the easiest two words to say. It's you, another thing. Explain if why. you're throwing it out for everything, it also means nothing. And it's the people just like know the word it. racist. The racist card is dropped all the time. Now it's dropped meaning. There's no yes. meaning behind the word racist anymore. Just like I would agree with that. I'm sorry doesn't mean jack shit anymore. It means jack shit. Everything, everything goes back to self-awareness. You understand the feeling if someone did that to you, does that make sense? 100%. You're, so, you're self-aware of how you would feel, and you understand that I need to repair this situation because I was in the wrong, and I know how I felt if, so, if someone would do that to me and how I can make amends the situation. So you take on the onus, and you're like, I'll be the bigger man. You're self-aware of what you need to do as an individual in order to help that person because you can step into that person's shoes as yourself. Does that make sense? One thousand percent makes Everything sense. Everything self awareness. And wow. if you can be self aware, then that's the biggest thing, dude. That's the, in all these situations. Sorry, I think. Do you have any other topics that we have? Yeah, to, like, no. I I just want to. There's a couple quick things that I want to address because okay. I know I know we just kind of digress a little. No, bit. No, I so. love that. That's that's the point of a podcast. Okay. But let, bringing it back then to the, the, the Ministry of Truth, one of the coolest things uh, said by Dave Smith, comedian um, and libertarian, he said, if citizens being able to speak freely to one another is a giant threat to your system, then your system never deserved to exist in the first place. I think that is so He At the time, it was in the context of the Twitter thing. All these people throwing their hands up. Elon Musk is buying it. I'm leaving Twitter because it's no longer a safe, split, safe space. And he's like, the reality is if you can't have freedom of speech, even if it, the reality is if cutting kids' wieners off is virtuous, it is not virtuous <laughs> if you cannot let that statement exist in the same world as somebody saying you shouldn't cut kids' wieners off. You get what I'm saying? I am freely saying this because I know your statement can't exist at the same time as mine. I also welcome it because I think my statement will defeat yours. You have to turn off my statement, hide it from people, and make it seem as if it never existed because the reality is your idea can't defeat mine. I think there's a great point here is your system doesn't deserve to exist if it doesn't promulgate the ideas of everybody, regardless of what they are. And, and, and here's the other thing. So I had this girl from law school. She was a really great friend of mine. She's been on the podcast multiple times. I reference her all the time, Ashley. She looked at me and she goes, we need to like silence, shut off and turn off, cancel people who are racist because she's black. And I go, Ashley, I agree with you that these people are damnable and, and they're so misguided. We, they don't deserve the virtues of our society. But let's say you're the son of an ignorant parent and the ignorant parent says Asian people are evil. Every day you hear that. Her argument is we need to stop the father from ever saying that. Where mm-hmm. I think the answer 
is getting that child over exposure. The more you expose yourself to other ideas besides dad's ignorance, the more you realize dad is ignorant. You don't need to turn dad off right. for the best idea to win. What you really need to do is expose that. That kid goes to school. He meets an Asian kid in class who's his best friend. He goes to soccer practice and he plays with this. And, and while dad goes, Asian people are evil. But I keep meeting all these Asian people. They're, they're kind to me. They've opened their home up to me. The more I experience life, the more I realize Dad but, is rooted in ignorance. 100%. Right. So the reality 100%. is the way you combat all of this is overexposure. And their fertilizer, their answer is to eliminate all exposure. Yeah. Get into your, your quiet space and echo chamber. So I, I, I'm going to speak about that because I'm going to – what you're – that entire situation right there. I'm going to use one word to describe the whole thing. That's called Shelter. When you are being sheltered, I witnessed this. I went to University of Dayton, graduated in 2016. In 2012, when I arrived at my freshman dorm, news to you or news not to you, I drank in high school. Okay? And when I drank in high school, it was, it was, oh, I had some fun. I had, I went to parties. I did this and that. And when I showed up for my first day at Dayton, Kids were beer bonging, drinking a whole fifth of vodka, thinking it was a water bottle. Literally thinking they're drinking water. Well, what's happening 15 to 60 minutes later? There's the EMS. There's the EMS. These kids are foaming at the mouth, all this stuff, because they were sheltered throughout all of high school with their parents telling them, you can't drink, you can't this, you can't that, you can't this. And then as soon as they go and get one touch of freedom – one touch of freedom, which in the United States of America, you go to college, you have all the freedom in the world. There is literally no one telling you what you can and cannot do outside of a police officer or a bouncer asking for your ID. That is the only thing that is telling you you cannot or can do something is that ID telling you you can't get into a bar. Go to a house and you can do whatever you want. But watching these people consume alcohol on a level that I've been partying for three years at this point, I had never consumed at that level. And now all of a sudden... Yeah, they might be dead. They might be this. They might be puking, foaming at the mouth, seizure, all this, because they were sheltered their entire life. You can't do this. You can't do this. As soon as someone tells you for five years you can't do something and you get the one instance of freedom, what happened? Yeah. The first day you had a freedom, and what happened? You saw people. This isn't only at Dayton. This is every college throughout the, throughout the country, and that's what's crazy to me is being sheltered. Outside of drinking, let's go to everything else in the world, Asians, politics, Anything else in the world, when you start to realize how people are sheltered, it impacts their decisions going, they finally have freedom. They finally have freedom. I don't like to call it freedom because in this country, I think we have freedom most places we go. But that's the scary part to me is I witnessed myself, people consuming alcohol at a dangerous rate when I consumed it also at a dangerous rate, but it didn't affect me the way that it affected them. Right. Uh, what you're like saying about sheltered which is i mean i'm gonna tell i'm, I'm not gonna, proud of that either no i'm no, no i'm just i'm just kind of explaining to you my situation as well when i was in serbia uh generally speaking like serbian people should dislike certain types of people like this type of these type of people this to this country this that and from my first hand experience those people that they said like you should dislike 
I've had respect for them, and they've been very good to me. Does that make sense? One hundred percent. So it's like, so yes. it's that thing that you can even go back to this. What this guy said: if citizens being able to speak freely to one another is a giant threat to your system, then your system never deserved to exist in the first place. So let's say I was in a country, for example, that was, uh, let's say Ukraine. No, I'm not kidding. That's Ukraine. That's kind of like freaking tough right now. <laughs> I'm just going to say like, if you're in a country and in that country, you know that they hate a certain type of people, right? And they, they restrict you from saying like anything good about those people. They just want you to hate them, hate them, hate them, hate them, right? Then you, then you in a, in, in, in a way, kind of, because we are, human beings are adventurous people. Usually if someone tells you to think one way, you always want to think the opposite, the opposite way. yeah. So yeah. Well, in a way, who you are, like, it, yeah. does it does depend on who you are. It depends on who you are. So being able to speak freely to one another's giant threat to your system. Like, I'm looking at what this guy said, and it's just like, in one aspect, the government may think, like, they're thinking that these people are, like, bad people. But in reality, they're not that bad. It's just very subjective. What And he's bringing up the point, like, it's so subjective how the government is going to control right. that thing. So in my experience, the way I think about how certain countries should be or how uh, I perceive those countries, because as a Serbian, you should maybe sometimes disagree with these types of people, these stuff. The fact that I went out and I saw firsthand experience how these people were to me and I had respect for them, they had respect for me. Anything that they would say on Instagram or whatever, Twitter, that were saying hate those people is the complete opposite than as how it should be in the real world. The way I What you felt down here, yeah. Does it make sense? So it's just kind of like... Yeah. That, that even further emphasizes when you talk about the Ministry of Truth or a disinformation governance board... The, the one thing that keeps popping up that I wanted to keep inserting, this is the perfect opportunity. When you talk about subjectiveness, what we really need to acknowledge what, these, what this agency is. This, and again, I've said this enough on the podcast, but we ha- we, everybody knows the three branches of government. Everybody was taught that. that they all Most balance each other Most people were taught out. that. Or they were all taught it, whether or not they retained it or paid attention to it. I just thought in my head, I was like, did I retain that shit? No, like, but, but executive, legislative, judicial. I got it. Don't an worry about it. Understanding, basically. The president's an executive. Shout out, if you shout out Mr. Brennan in yeah. his, uh, history class. So, so whether you he remember. That in my head. Whether you remember each branch or not, there's at least the basic understanding that there's a, a check on each other, a type of balance. And. What's sad is we have, over the course of our government, created these agencies where they can create laws, and these agencies are entirely outside of those three branches of government. So they get to police themselves, they get to legislate and police us making laws. So I just want, I say all of that because I want to reemphasize that this is an agency outside of our checks and balances that operates on the subjectiveness of information and... What they really, what this really is in the grand scheme of things is those doggone fact checkers 
And everybody knows you could pick a fact-checking company, whether it's the one that Facebook uses or whoever. Everybody knows of a fact-checking company. How many of those exist? You know this answer. There's probably a good five at the top of the market. But there's a ton of them, man. Whether The the reality is anybody could call call themselves a fact-checker. It's whether or not Facebook is going to fund their algorithm using your information. I really thought that there was one fact-checking company. It was Facebook. Oh, there's there's PolitiFact. There's... Got it, got you know, okay, there, there's, okay. there's like they're news companies. to me, news to me, and so they get to have their own ob- and and you you buy into them on their trustworthiness. Do you buy? Do you believe them? Or you know how? What's their authority? The problem is now this disinformation governance board is a fact checking company. And, and everybody knows a fact-checking company with a, a bias policy that has been caught in a lie somewhere. And then they also now, it's that fact-checking company, third-party company, a corporation. Oh, but now it has government police powers. That just, If that doesn't take a... If we could all sit here and go, there are problems with fact-checkers. That's a problem in our society. And go, yeah, but the answer is we should give them legal authority. Excuse me? Well, well I guess I think what you're trying to get into here a little bit is... We elect certain people who we did not and elect. These are not elected. We did officials. not elect the Ministry of Truth Board, and those people were hired by the people that stole an election. I'm gonna oh, put wait, it. I'm gonna put it in quotes. We elected. Wait, 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 wait. With the most votes in American yeah. history. I'm gonna put that in the quotations. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that whole thing. There. Wait, hold on, guys. Today was the vote because. This is going to come out on Friday. Today is Tuesday. Today was the day to vote for the prelims, which don't matter. It's just a show. But today was our day to vote. Do you believe in two years anything has changed to reassure you in the integrity of our voting, voting rights? Ken, thank you for your, for your help today. I was going to say, you better get the in here. You want to be in this? <laughs> the Rethink Tank podcast on YouTube. Here, uh, you know what? Actually, let me give you a card no. if you don't mind. Are you a card too? Of course. You want, you want? We should introduce check, him check, into check. the podcast. No, he's he's a fun time. Yeah. What? Oh, listen. Yeah. So so where where we leave off? It's either gonna you're gonna be agree with us or you're gonna be completely on the opposite side. So But again, I would welcome that. That's the problem. Is we even even if you come out on the opposite opinion, there's two types of people in this world. And it is the person who's welcoming I want, I want to draw upon, so Joe Rogan has this guy on his podcast who has derobed the most KKK members in the country. Like, he, he just, and you know how he's done it? He's sat down with, with people who look different than him and make them confront their ignorance. Well, you, you think this of me? What have I done to make you think? That? I'd, I've welcomed you like a gentleman. I've say, and, and you've had an articulate conversation. The right. problem is there's two types of people in this world. And there's, these, there's the people that are so sold in their ignorances and their blind ignorances that they'll do whatever they can to reserve that, to preserve it. And so I can't combat my ideas with someone else. And then there's other people who just, I don't need to be right. I don't need to be right. I just want to be liberated from my ignorances. This is my position. I know when I go back, a thousand episodes from now, and I'm 40, I'm going to look at this and go, that kid is a moron. 
I can know for a fact, this is what I feel. talking about me, right? I'm talking about myself. (laughs) And I will know that right now I'm a moron to the person I am in 25 years. You live and you learn. But you don't become that person of growth if you just are guarding yourself from uncomfortable conversations and ideas that combat your own. But, But who were you? Who were you? In this time that you're referring to, are you a terrible person? No, you, you hung out on your patio and you drank beer and you did something. But again, how do you liberate yourself from being a terrible person? But what a theme that has become of this podcast exposure, exposing right. yourself to people yeah. who are different yeah, than you, like, ideas like, that are a- different a- than yours. Alex, I guess the point I'm trying to get to is you used the word fag a couple times, <laughs> like make, make, making fun of people, right? Like, but, but that does that. Wasn't your not on the podcast, but but that wasn't the intention of the word. The intention right. of the word was was. I, I want to emphasize what that dialogue was before the podcast when we were hanging out. You want to come at me and say I'm a bad person for using this word, but the only time I've ever used it in a social experience is against the people I love the most in a joking fashion. I've never used it as a damnation. And, towards and most people. of this, most of this was five years ago or probably more. Probably that, more. Yeah. Yeah. And that word has became a different connotation. So, now. so again, as things evolve, you need to be allowed to evolve. You can't look at Kevin Hart and go 10 years ago, you made this joke that everybody laughed at. And now you don't get to achieve your dream of hosting the Oscars because of this thing. To, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So even Kevin Hart can't go, wait, I've grown. Then if we can't live in a society where people can grow, then there's literally no point not, to not this. Not only that is he was being filmed at that time as he's being filmed now. And the, Comedy back then is completely different than the comedy is that's able to right. be portrayed nowadays. And it's again, that different. should be so. I'm, I'm listening to David Spade as I'm leaving you, work. You today. literally, as, as we just, you can't say and the word fag anymore. You can't. <laughs> you can. You look. He just dropped it twice. <laughs> I'm just gonna say two things. The only thing, the only constant in life is change. So the ability to adapt is a thing that we all need to understand. And I and I. The more and more that I see how people are thinking, you're, you, the, the video is off. Uh, the more and more I see the way people think, it doesn't bother me because I understand people are on their own path and they're on their own consciousness. Does that make sense? Yes. I just don't life. like to life. like we've we've harped on this multiple times. I just don't like when those people, like you're saying, like you've been stating, that haven't been growing, haven't been doing their own research, and haven't been just kind of listening to the TV and actually the ones that haven't been able to think for themselves are telling you to stop growing, to stop thinking, and to stop changing. Does that make sense? that's your coolest point today. Yeah. Truly. So that is why I feel uh, it's just just best as 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 an individual, whatever it may be, just... You, you, you have to adapt. Like you were saying, the way you were 10 years ago when you were to look, you're probably not going to think like, wow, you were like dumb. You know what I'm saying? But even the way I was thinking maybe six months ago is completely different than the way I'm thinking now. Dude, but how about but this? You cannot, you cannot be able to grow. You cannot be able to adapt. You cannot be able to change. If they are restricting the information, that is basically that the information that they're distributing. Because most of the information that they will be blocking if the ministry of truth or whatever the things that they generally block are the ideas or the things that make you think as an individual. So they want they do not want the individual to think. They're just going to give you the ideas that you just take on as 
They're easy to believe. Easy, easy to believe, to believe yeah. and that's it. Yeah. So as an individual, you won't be able to grow. You won't be able to think. And you won't be able to change your, your environment because you're staying the same. Does that make sense? Which is probably what they want because they just couldn't want agree more. Exactly with couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I use it all the time. I see it's in the business world, it's adapt or die. If you don't adapt, you're dead. Right. Immediately. I mean, this restaurant industry changed overnight, especially since COVID hit. If you didn't adapt and you didn't, weren't doing curbside and you weren't doing this, you're dead almost right. immediately. There, You have to adapt or die. You have to, more than any anything, mental illness is a huge thing. You got to understand the people coming in to your business, your work, it's just a common thing. 75% of people are going to have it. And how do you manage that? How do you manage it? You got to understand there can be some anxiety attacks. There can be some depression. There's going to be some of this. And you have to work that into it. Um, I don't know if anybody heard this recently. There was a uh, person who sued their boss because he threw them a birthday party. <laughs> what? Now, now, now to, their, to their defense, they had mentioned when they signed up for the job, they have very bad anxiety, and they don't want any surprise. I thought it was going to be like the Serbs over here, because Nod's 100% convinced that people that celebrate their birthday, that's like a devil thing. You know that. Oh like, wow! No. No. You got you got to check out my last episode. The not he's all I, it's I, all about the self. You know. I, mean, I yeah. think I think yeah. I think over there, like some people take it over the top. Like they. <laughs> oh my have, god! I'm like I'm like don't celebrate my birthday. That means I'm getting another year older. I I was like yeah <laughs> I'm exactly. Not celebrating that. I said I'll I'll celebrate a birthday if I'm like going down a year. You know I'd what I mean? Yeah, ex- yeah, I'd rather be 27 than 29. Well, no, but it's supposed to be like you know how the the Satanists believe. You're your own God. So it's a day of, like, worshiping yourself that, like, you know, this is a day you celebrate me, and it's, like, a day well, all I mean, by yourself. I think I, – I, I, it's, it's just a funny take, and I just like, chalk it up to just, Danilo I'm next. Back, I'm going back to self-awareness. <laughs> like, you, it's – everyone has that ego, man. You, you, the ego is always going to be there. It's just keeping it in check. It's all right to pamper yourself up, pamper the – but yeah. don't take it over the top where it just becomes uncontrollable. And what you're saying, Steve – where you said, like, the adapt or die. Some people in business, it's just, like, I'm, like, this is kind of like what Gary Vee was preaching, but I'm not even, like, I didn't even think about it. I haven't watched Gary Vee in a while. But he's just talking about you have to be self-aware because you, you have to understand in yourself that if you're not changing, then, you're, then your business model or you as an individual will fall because you're stagnant. You, you're, because stagnant. You're, stagnant. Yeah. you're not changing, yeah. which is the thing I think is what they're trying to keep individuals in a state of ignorance without – by 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 basically monitoring what they're putting out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and if you live in a state of ignorance, you will never grow and you will never pause. Pause. Good night, Ken. Good. Thank you. Okay, so unpause. Now that we're, we're we're back. All right, Steve, Danilo, I have um, this video. Now this video is about fashion, but I want you to think of this video. Fashion being analogous to ideas, thoughts. This is an incredible new, like a very interesting perspective. I think it's very great to wrestle with it in terms of fashion, but also then we'll transition to ideas. So see if you can answer this guy's questions. Hate the hair, hate the bag, hate the shoes. 
We get a lot of people that say that they're into fashion and that their opinion matters, but then all their outfits are bricks. But I have a question that needs to be answered. What kind of fit do they need to be wearing for their opinion to actually matter? Because what style is the actual answer? I mean, we have objectively bad outfits, but what would make a valid outfit to make one person's opinion actually matter? So if you can answer my question, leave it down in the comment section below and explain why. With that, later drainers. So think about that one. What makes... So if we're going to discuss outfits, right, and, and trends and everything in terms of fashion, you usually, you know, what makes something good, what makes something bad, kind of like art, is ob objective to the audience. Like the audience agrees, yes, we like Yeezys, no, we don't like Nikes. Whatever, whatever, the, whatever the wave is, it's, it's the tide of the people. Now the question is, what guides the tide of the people and what makes somebody their outfit, their position, legitimate enough to criticize another? Is it because enough people back their position? Or is any opinion in regards to fashion... It, it, I think if you wear clothes, you should be allowed to have an opinion in fashion. Right. Whether whether it's the opinion that everybody backs is a so whole other thing. Don't, if you don't wear clothes, you're not allowed to have an opinion? I, I would say nudist. That's an outfit too. No or anything. That would be awesome, actually. Uh, all right, I'll I'll jump in on this first. Um, first of all, I just think the fashion that they're pushing is just total bullshit. Uh, it's not like fashion, if it's you not if you watch like if you watch the last like Met Gala, I think we were talking about this earlier. The dudes were wearing dresses and the women's were, the women were wearing suits. If you call that fashion, it's just cross dressing. It's basically like. <laughs> It's it, but the problem is the marketing. Like if you're, if you don't realize the agenda that they're pushing, or like just the fact that like, what they're selling you is just like, bullshit or whatever. It's wait. Like, so if you question, watch, if you watch, I'm sorry. If you watch them, like, I mean, in Europe, there's like this fashion TV, and all these models, all these girls that are showing off, dude, they're so skinny, and they have no. I mean, not so they don't have tits, but like they're just hormonally, you could just see they're not healthy individuals. Right. And they can look good in this clothes, this, that, that, you know what I mean? Even the guys, like I'll watch it, Smash TV. The guys are wearing dresses. Dude, like what, how, so like if you're basing your fashion or if you're basing the, how fashion should be off of the way, the things that they are marketing to the public, your sense of fashion is basically very... Uh, controlled by what they're pushing. So it's not even the idea of your fashion is not even your idea. It's the idea of the marketing that they're pushing onto you. Secondly, I just don't think it looks good when uh, what, what they're pushing. Like for me, like, I mean, I don't know, man. I think men, like the way people were dressing in like the 30s, the 40s, like I remember my grandpa, like, yeah, like they would just wear suits all the time. I watched The Godfather like two days ago. Corleone, all these people, <laughs> all of them were wearing suits. Dude, that's sick, man. You know what I Dude, mean? Like, I think I just, that's, that's fashion Peaky to me. Watch Blinders, and yeah. you're like, that's what I want to look well, like. Not exactly. only that, is you, now you see a, a dude walk into an interview, and he's wearing joggers that are oh tight around God. the ankles. No, no socks. I have a story about this. Jordan tennis shoes. It's okay, give us a story about joggers. Yeah. Uh, no, not about joggers. I mean, it's, a, it's, about yeah. a, it's about a story about what happened in an interview process. So my dad, he was actually getting interviewed by the company that I worked for 30 years. And there was three guys in the interview. At this time, my dad didn't know a lick of English. My mom went with him to the interview. The two guys that went to the interview, other than my dad, were wearing jeans and like some sort of like shirt. My dad went in to the 
to the nine, like suit, classy suit, collar shirt, tie, pants, business pants, shoes. You know what I mean? Like nice shoes. Two guys went in, my dad, third guy. After the, uh, my mom, I don't know how she talked or whatever. Like it was, she spoke for him because he didn't know English. After the interview, you're like, when, when do you want to start? And we always said the reason why he got the job was because he came to the interview in a business suit. Yeah. What you were about to yeah. say in the interview or whatever. Yeah, so. no, it's, wait, it's, wait, it's, wait, real quick. Joggers aren't so, the way of an interview, man. But the, the thing that I want to harp on with that clip is while, you know, Danilo raises some great points about, you know, fashion right now, it's BS. And men in dresses, that's crazy. But the philosophical question wants you to, to, to ponder on what does Danilo need to be wearing for him to be able to say that man in a dress is BS, right? So instead of fashion, make it ideas. What ideas do I have to have for me to be able to say your idea is bullshit? Or shouldn't be worn. Or well, shouldn't I, I, exist. I, let me let me interrupt so, there real quick because I don't think I don't think Danilo, I don't think you or myself will ever sit there and say somebody else's idea is bullshit. Bingo, right. you're catching that what I I wanted to hear your guys' answers, but the real there is a right answer here. And the reality to that guy's question is there is nothing you can be wearing to better legit as long as you're a thinking person. You deserve to have a thought. Well, that's as hard long to, that's as you're a clothes-wearing person, you deserve to have an opinion on fashion. No. That's my thought. I couldn't agree more. And but that's that's the hard part. As I said, you, you that's hard to determine a thinking person, especially more nowadays than ever before. A thinking person, like, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I. Well, I mean, I said like. I actually said, like you guys said, like we're not going to say that people like some way people dress or like is bullshit. I actually said, like when guys wear like dresses or girls wear like suits, that kind of was just like, and it's like nothing against them, but like I know that's what they're pushing. You know what I mean? Like that's how she, I just don't think that's how it should be. I will tell you something about perspective about how it is sometimes in Europe and how it is here. So like in Europe, in Serbia in particular, if you wear Tommy Hilfiger or if you wear Calvin Klein. You are like a like unbelievable. You have money, or you're like dressed to the nines. Here in America, dude, you were a regular day. You wore Tommy Hilfiger. You're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I wore that when I was like ten or eleven years. We get our fashion from Europe, dude. So because it's a pivotal symbol there, but those are American brands. Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger. That is true. So for them, those brands are like luxe, like to them, like. You know what I mean? Awesome, like exclusive, blah blah blah. Here we're like, you know what I mean? So every so to us. So when when that guy was asking like, who are you to judge what fashion is? It depends on country, what kind of perspective you're coming into, like what where you're coming from. Does that make sense? Because in Serbia, Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger was like, whoa. For me, it's like I, I told him, I was like, dude, that no wears like Tommy Hilfiger in America unless you can wear Tommy Hilfiger. Some people do, but it's not like a brand that you're gonna like bend your back over and be like, dude, I gotta get Tommy Hilfiger. You know what I mean? Like, no, I I think you raised a great point. That but see, to my thing is you've got what whatever that Doja Cat, whatever the TikTok Illuminati is pushing this this star. Right, he's ridiculing her dress, and then. The person wants to make fun of him yeah. by showing, like, well, your fashion ain't shit either. My point that I'm trying to make is, who the hell are you 
to say my criticism against Doja Cat's dress is less legitimate because of the fanny pack over my shoulder or whatever, whatever his outfit was. It's like, I can also be wearing stupid clothes to your opinion and this still be a bad looking dress. So I want to live in a world where there should never be a prerequisite to my ideas to start playing with the the Play-Doh, the, the, the clay, to start working with the ideas. Uh, to say Kanye West, if he were to have first launched himself in a fashion but had a terrible sense of fashion, you know, that's something he probably well, had to well, develop. Real quick, real quick. Do, does he have a good sense of fashion? I saw his yes, shoes. Yes, he does, dude. I'm sorry. He's predicted the future. Every time you go... Does, wait, Kanye, wait, 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 wait. That up. has nothing no. to do with fashion. That has nothing dude, to do with fashion. stop. I'll turn your <laughs> microphone off. That has Here's nothing to do with fashion. Here's what I'm going to tell you. The reality is I am not a turn Kanye it, fan. Turn his microphone off. But, <laughs> okay. but I, I'm just fucking... <laughs> I'm just I'll looking do, at I'll you. I'll do it for you. No, but the reality is this. I'm no, not a Kanye fan. But what is definitely something we all need to acknowledge is Kanye has predicted all the trends. If you ever see that, do you guys remember the video of when he, he is brought- predicting zero trends? Stop. He is created. So do you remember when he brought the the people out and they were all wearing homeless people clothes? Okay. Right? They're all wearing homeless people clothes and everybody trashed them. He was like, they're all like, you're an idiot, dude. Now, the most coveted shoe in America is a Yeezy. So I'm going to blow your we mind. I'm going to blow your mind. dressing like homeless people. Yeah, I'm going to blow your mind. Blow he, mind. Didn't, he, didn't, he did not predict anything. He created the trends. There's a big difference there. Sure. He did, he did not predict. Even predi- cooler point. Okay, but, but, but predicting and creating are two completely different They are different very things. different. Bro, if you're Illuminati, they're going to push the shit out of you, dude. So they're yeah. probably like... <laughs> So they're probably like, oh, these shoes, Kanye, we're just going to create like Did a new brand. Did you guys see the most recent shoes? Materialism, where they just have need, like if I have these shoes, I'm like, I'm like the best guy in like the school. You know So what that's I mean? not predicting, that's creating. It's creating, and I agree. And, and what, what, his newest Great shoe, point. did you see the newest shoe? It's, it's, I, you I was. You literally have to take basically a hose and shove it in the side of the shoe and Water goes in the side. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, wait, wait, your shoe gets pumped up by sticking a hose into the side wait, of your shoe? I hated and that pumped- shoe until I, that's back to my point. Until you saw somebody on the, 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 the Met Gala wait, not wearing even it? That, not even Bro, that. I was legit so, in a shoe store and, and look what they had. Yes, yeah, so wait, so wait, so to that. Things. They're the ugliest shoe and we all trash it. Well, and I yet, will still trash and it. And this <laughs> could probably emphasize Steve's point more than anything, but. Look at this fucking thing. That yeah, thing you, is look, so listen ugly. Listen to you guys. Listen to you guys. Hold look on. Look at this fucking thing. Wait, this wait. Looks it's like, so ugly. This looks like you're like when you're when you put these things on. It's I would feel like I'm walking. On but but but, but, but other Mars. shoe companies are now emulating their shoes to look like that. So maybe Steve's more correct that he isn't predicting it. He's creating it. But that's still the trend. So my point is... The trend is because we got a bunch of messed up people in the world. No, so the point (laughs) is, in 2012, you can look at Kanye and shit on his fashion show by saying, oh, it's all a bunch of homeless people. And then in 2019, be wearing exactly that. So I'm just making a point about ideas. You're right. When you go, you can't sit there and criticize this dress because you don't look a certain way or you don't think a certain way, who's to say the ideas won't evolve? Who's to say you're the arbiter of what 
is good fashion and what is bad fashion. What makes good fashion is allowing all of us to talk. And then once all of our voices are heard, we go, okay, so the consensus is you're not allowed to treat black people different. The consensus is gay people are allowed to get married. The consent, that only happens when we all talk. So when you look at the guy with the fanny pack and say you're not allowed to criticize the dress because you're wearing the fanny pack, that prevents any ability from all of us to go, wait, wait, wait. No, actually, we like the fanny pack more than the Doja Cat. Before right. Danilo gets into his point, let me, let me say this one thing. I'm not sitting here saying I know fashion because I promise you I don't. If you ever see me go out, uh, out of town. This wasn't about fashion. It's if you ever ideas. see me go out of town, I don't know fashion. On top of that, though, you just, just because something's super rare doesn't mean it's super good. And I can speak, also to, true. I can speak to bourbon in that aspect. <laughs> there are super rare bourbons that I've tried, and I'm like, whoa, why did I just spend $400 in that bottle when that tastes like close to poop, I drink a $30 bottle and it tastes delicious. Right. So there's a big difference there too is, is, is he has created something and he's created demand for it. Whether it's Yeezy slides, Yeezy this, Yeezy that, Yeezy this, everything's Yeezy related and it's became a brand that people are like, I want that, I want that. Just like it was Jordan's back in the 70s, 80s, no, I shouldn't say 70s, 80s, 80s, 90s, um, if it was Jordans, right? And if you got the pair of Jordans or retro Jordans, you're the best basketball player ever. We've seen some people wearing those retro Jordans and watch them. They can't jump more what than about, four, what four about, inches up. What about like Mike, dude? You ever watch like Mike? <laughs> that dude could jump through the roof, man. <laughs> Lil Bow Wow. He was freaking bow, killing bow, it with bow, those Jordans. Bow Wow. <laughs> no, uh, I was just, no, I'm like what you guys were saying. Listen, man, some people like the Kanye's, like the Yeezy's. I listen, everyone, like I said, we all, we've, been, we've been going, we've been talking about this. Everyone has their own perspective. I respect it. You know what I mean? Also, I've been, I don't want to be like a hypocrite. Like, if you feel like you're unique because you wear a different type of fashion, that's like kind of the way you want to stand the out. hipster person. All right, dude, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like your uniqueness should be more of like an internal. In, internal thing rather than like a physical thing. Yes. So, hipster so I don't want you guys to think like, dude, like everyone was, I was like talking about like how everyone was wearing suits, and you're like, but you were just talking about like an hour ago, like how you just need to be unique. I was talking about just no. the internal things. You yeah, know what I mean? Take it. Wait, back to that though. Taking pride in yourself, like getting dressed up and like catering your, like, like do, down, manicure, literally putting yourself together. Self-care, baby. You need Look good, that. Like that's the, that's different than just thing. the suit. You didn't you didn't succumb to the to the suit. You're not one of, you know, have you ever seen Entourage where there's the their director would never refer to the one buddy other than suit. What's up suit? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, you're not becoming a suit because you care about yourself and you want to look good. That's well, separate. Let me too. ask both of you a question. Outside of sweatpants, okay, wearing sweatpants, wearing a suit and wearing jeans, do you really think there's much difference in how you feel? Like, you know where the difference is? Like, do you think is? wearing s- I am, pants I am, is This is to you. This I is to you out there. If you are wearing Crocs, I am judging you. I'm not. I'm judging you. For fact. I want that to be... I'm very open in this podcast I don't know. To I'm on the fence. I don't know if I'm going to judge them. A lot of my cooks, a lot of my cooks <laughs> wear them. I don't judge you, them. You, I also bet you've got a Rubbermaid mailbox. 
the same person that wears Crocs has a rubber band. I want to wear. Uh, what about those? These like Yeezys. <laughs> these Yeezys. Dude, you have to. These Yeezys. Text me these pictures these so Yeezys I can put them right on here. Kind of look like Crocs. Oh, facts. Yeah. Oh, facts. That's the rich man's Crocs. Is that what they like? Is that? What? That's for the high class trailer. Oh, for part. sure. Yeah. Uh, high class. I forgot. I was. I was gonna say something. I was gonna say something good. Get that fancy stuff to. But what you were what you were saying look good feel good. I don't remember. If, I don't know if you guys know who I, who Deion Sanders is. He would always say look good feel good feel good play good play good pay good. So I in one way and he's Mr. Money. Yeah. You know, like, he's I mean, the in show. a way, like dude, dressing up. Like I do like to dress up nice. Like it's not. But I'm not going to be going over the top and buying, like, a Louis Vuitton, something for 600 euros. Oh, you got a Louis Vuitton wallet chain, don't you? No, I got a fake uh, <laughs> $10 Giorgio Armani leather wallet that I got hey, from guys, Turkey. Everything's he, fake he, in Turkey. He made us cover his microphone with a different microphone cover. It had to be Louis Vuitton in order for him to talk <laughs> into it. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that's bullshit. I wish, can I turn the mic around so you can, like, see that as bullshit? Uh, we, all, we, all, we all got the same one. Don't awesome. you worry. <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate you letting me pick your brain. Um, I think, it, what's the consensus on the disinformation government's board? My rethink board? What, 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 where do we come out on well, this? The Minnesota truth needs to, needs to disappear for the time being. At some point, maybe down the road, meaning 40 years from now, when there's actually a, a, oh, a, yeah. a somewhat understanding of what social media right. truly, truly is in, a, in its core and where the evil people are at and what they're saying maybe at that point but we are 15 20 years into this whole social media thing not now not ever uh in the, until 20 years from now it just can't happen uh i don't like it i think that people should be expressing the way like putting out what they need to obviously there's certain things that like if you're gonna like tweet someone like i'm gonna kill you that's probably not acceptable but if no, you're, it is not acceptable. If you are like expressing your opinions, I don't think it's anyone's job to say what you think is right or wrong. Uh, that's pretty much it. So that's my that's that's my thinking. Yeah, if someone says I'm going to kill you, that is is wrong. It's not pretty much wrong. It's it's it is wrong. Yeah, so. No, no, I I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, my my final thoughts on the disinformation board. Heed the warnings of George Orwell. The thinkers before us have paved the way. The reality is, there the only past regimes with a Ministry of Truth are Kim Jong Un, Stalin, Voldemort. And not Elon Musk, but a real Nazi. I know, just like I'm sorry, and I was wrong. Another thing we like to over... And I'm racist. Another thing that we like to overuse and over... Just plaster on people is Nazi. Um, the only other person that had a ministry of truth was the real Nazi, King Hitler. So um, you come to your own decisions on whether or not your your dead guy at the helm did the right decision representing you and your beliefs by implementing a disinformation governance board. But in light of that, Danilo, Steve. Guys, sincerely, thank you for being vulnerable and coming on here and shooting the shit with me. No problem. Alex, thank you thank very you. much. It's always a pleasure to come on here. It's always great conversation. Great people, great fun, great bourbon, great wine, anything else above. It's it's always a good time. There's never a downtime on this and great conversation. Danilo, great having you in town, man. Yeah. It's always good to it's see you. It's always a treat. Yeah, obviously, this is not like the reason why I want to be in town. I had to like, get surgery oh, really? on my hand, but Damn, it doesn't matter. Let I, them think that. Uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful I'm here. <laughs> I'm grateful I got the surgery went well 
and the pizza was fantastic. The wine was really good. I don't even I don't even know what this place is called, but it's just fantastic. <laughs> You're not allowed to know what it's called. Yeah. So anyway, guys, you're gonna little hint you. to the bar, and maybe you'll figure it out. Yeah, bingo. You'll walk right into this bad boy. Right. Anyway, guys, thank you for your time. If we made you think, if we made you laugh, the best thing you can do to support this podcast is share the episode. Take that link, share it around. But don't forget to just pummel that subscribe button and then karate chop the notification bell. Otherwise, guys, you can catch all of our rethink tank content at our website at www.rethinktakepodcast.com and like I said, the best thing you can do to support this episode is share the podcast. Rethink Take, baby. Woo-woo! Otherwise, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Love you guys. Peace. Thank you, gentlemen.